Hallelujah. Amen. I thank God for bringing me to New Jersey today. Um, so many years I've been yearning to be here. Anytime I visit America, but today God has honored his word, and I'm here with you. And I've been glad to see a lot of you in church, but all the same, um, I know you're online, and I say God bless you. I believe the next time I come, everybody will be here, and we shall be fellowshipping together. Uh, I bring you greetings, first of all, from my uh, presiding bishop, Bishop Edujenfi, and the wife and the family, and also from the church in Ghana. I've been in America for some time now, uh, in Maryland, and I bring you greetings from my family, also in Ghana, and my friends in Maryland. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you, God, for this opportunity to share your word. I pray, O oh God, that you use me to minister to your people. And I pray that by this word, your people will be touched. O oh God, to get in fellowship again with you in the name of Jesus. Lord, we are asking, O oh God, that your presence will continue to help us to stand strong as Christians. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Today I bring you the word Christ, the creator of all things. And I take my scripture from Colossians chapter 1 and the verse number 16. From the verse number 9, the Bible was talking about the preeminence of Christ. And in the verse 16, Paul said, For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. Amen. Amen. One thing I want you to understand and know is that in this life there are physical and spiritual things. Most of us look at this life just as the physical. It's not just the physical that Christ created. He created both the physical and the spiritual things. The things we can see with our eyes and those we cannot see. There are things we see. We see them around us. We, we appreciate and know that they were created by Christ. But there are things we don't see. And they were all, Bible said, they were all created by the Lord Jesus Christ. He created all of them. So our passage for today says that for by him, all things were created. That are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible. So he created everything that was in heaven and he created everything that was on earth. Those we see and those we do not see. The verse makes it clear that in this life, there are things we see and things we cannot see. This means that life is not determined only by the things we see. But it's also determined by the things we do not see. That's why as Christians, the Bible says, we walk by faith and not by sight. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, we walk by faith and not by sight. 
Christianity is not built on only what we see. Christianity is really built on the finished work of Christ and nothing else. So as a Christian, if you don't believe in the finished work of Christ and you think you believe in what you can see and what you can do, then you are out. So the first question I want to ask this morning is, are we really walking by faith and walking by sight? Let's ask ourselves. That as children of God, are we walking by faith and by sight? If we do, I don't think the church will be as we see today. Because if I believe that God is my God, then what he has called me to do, I must do. If I walk in faith, then I believe that everything concerning me is in the hands of God. He's in control of that. So if we believe that we are walking by faith and by sight, then the church will not be as we see today. We call ourselves Christians. It means that we belong to Christ. He is the one we belong to. He is the one who has control, a total control of our lives. Yeah, bro. What do we now? We belong to Christ. But what happens as Christians? We come to church and very little, little things offend us. We are not coming, when we come to church, we are not coming to human beings. We are coming to God, the creator of the universe. The one who has called us unto himself. We are coming to fellowship with human beings. So definitely, somebody would do something. But should that take you out of church? So little things send us out of church. And then we go and sit down and expecting Church members, leadership to beg us. Do we really understand what we are doing? Do we understand the calling that God has called us? Amen. Amen. Some of us who are easily enticed by office. What I've seen in America and some other places in Ghana is that People are enticed and they love to go to work on Sunday than come to church because they'll get what? Double. Let me tell you that these things are not normal. They are manipulations of the evil one. You may see it as normal. Yeah, when I go to church, we are all looking for money. I'm not saying looking for money is not good. Yes. Looking for money, it's good because the Bible says money answers all things. So we all try to make money. But you see, the devil does things that would draw us from God. 
Why is it that only on Sundays are the days that they want to give, or weekends are the days they want to give double? And you think it is normal. Oh, they are offering me this. They are just not offering you. They have noticed that God has a plan for you and they want to take care of that plan. So these things are not normal. They are plan of the enemy. Against humanity. So that we don't have time for God and he can have the ability to destroy us. This is what a pastor friend of mine said in Ghana one time when I was listening to him. He said sometimes we are so quickly to quit. And other times, we are so wise in our own understanding. Amen. If we understand that we did not just come to church, but we are chosen and called by God, and never hold on to the end, I want you to understand that you would know that we serve a faithful and a living God. Bible says he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to his power that works in us. What do you think you can do on your own? God is able to do more than that. When the children of Israel were returning from Egypt, Bible said they got to the land of Moab. And when Balak saw them, he felt threatened. So he went for Balaam to come and curse them. But the oracle of Balaam could not work against them because they were together. If we are together as Christians, if we are fellowshipping together, certain things don't work against us. And this is what Balaam said to Balak in Numbers chapter 27, verses 7 to 9. He said, and he took up his oracle and said, Balak, the king of Moab, has brought me from Aram, from the mountains of the east. Come and curse Jacob for me, and come and denounce Israel. How shall I curse whom God has not cursed? And how shall I denounce whom the Lord has not denounced? For from the top of the rock I see him. And from the hills I behold him. There are people dwelling alone, not reckoning itself among the nations. He was mentioning the name Jacob, as if he was talking to one man, but he was talking, seeing a group of people, Israelites, over 6,000 church. But because they were together, they were seen as one. And so he said they could not be cursed. Jacob could not be cursed. The whole of Jacob's descendants could not be cursed. And they could not be denounced. Because he said, a people dwelling alone. Not reckoning itself among the nations. But what are we seeing today? Christians are reckoning themselves among the nations. We rather follow things that the wealthy people are doing. Anytime we are together as a church, no plan of the devil can work against us. But most of us have allowed ourselves to be enticed by money. And some have also become self-centered. And this is cause 
as easily to leave the church. They are manipulations of the devil. Amen. Amen. When the, the oracle of Balaam could not work against the children of Israel, you know what happened? The next thing the devil used to be able to get them was enticing them with women. So they started leaving the fellowship. Now the devil has used women to entice them. They left the fellowship. They left the fellowship of God. And they started following the women of Moab. They went worshipping their gods and sacrificed to their idols. So the anger of God rose against them. And some of them, a lot of them had to die. The people who could not be cursed at a point allowed themselves to be enticed. Today we are allowing ourselves to be enticed by money. We are allowing ourselves to be enticed by self-centeredness. We are allowing ourselves to be enticed by so many things that we've got to sit down. We don't care about God again. What do we think is going to happen to us? If we, we, we allow ourselves to be enticed, that means that we don't have time for fellowship with God and with his people. So the, the enemy has not disassociated us from the congregation. And that will become a target to the enemy. And he can do anything for, against us. Bible says that at a point, a man of the Egyptians went and brought a woman from the Moabites camp. And God was so angry and he took Phinehas to go and kill the man and the woman and that appeased God's anger. Anytime we leave the congregation, the devil is able to entice us to do things that would make God angry. Anytime God is angry with us, we are exposed to the enemy. Amen. Amen. So let us remember that we have been called to be together. It is in fellowship that we can stand with one another. It is in fellowship that we can pray with one another. It is in fellowship that, that, that we, can, we can understand one another and be able to pray for one another. We can be able to carry one another's burden. So I believe that we shouldn't allow the enemy to disassociate us from the congregation of God. The Bible continues and says, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. That means every authority, every power in heaven and on earth is subject to Christ. But you know something? Those powers were created by him. But because Satan rebelled, those powers today stand against Christianity. Let me talk a little bit about these um, these things, principalities, powers, and thrones. Let me give physical and uh, spiritual understandings to some of them. When we talk about thrones, we mean a symbol of authority. We all understand that there are physical and spiritual thrones. Anytime somebody is made a king, a queen, 
a president, a chief, a queen mother, etc. They all have thrones. And that gives them authority. It is a throne that they are placed on that gives them authority over the jurisdiction and over the people. And so he can sit down there and send somebody to bring a mess to you and summon you to come and you, have, you don't have the right to say no. You would definitely have to come. Why? Because that throne gives him authority with certain powers vested in him. Some, because of the powers vested in them, or the authorities giving them, think and behave as if they are above everybody. Amen. Amen. Even at the workplace, some people with managerial and supervisory positions do same. These positions are sometimes used to manipulate and intimidate people. That's physical. Some people who wanted to manipulate and intimidate people go for some spiritual powers from the world of darkness and also think that they are untouchable. They try to use those powers to intimidate and manipulate people. But whether powers vested or authorities given or powers received from the world of darkness, the Bible says they were all created by him and for him. So we do not need to fear them. Aside the physical thrones, now there are thrones that are spiritual. And in almost every family, there are spiritual thrones. And those thrones manipulate families in the spiritual realm. The only time they will not have authority over you to manipulate you is when you are in Christ. So if you're in Christ and every little thing gets you offended, then I want you to understand that it is just not normal. You are being manipulated in the spiritual realm. Oh, as for me, that's how I am. That's not how you are. That's not how God, God created you. He created in his image and you, you became a Christian. So the perfection of Christ is in you. But you think, oh, what I'm doing is normal. It's never normal. It's a manipulation. By thrones from your house. When I was a young man, a uh, young boy, not a man, I finished middle school at that time, and I went to Lomi to do some, to do some work before I came to, to continue school and then join the army. I came up one day, and my father took me to a throne room with the belief that I should go and the money that I get, I should go and put some there so that uh, the, the thrones will, will be taken care of me. As a boy, around 70, I was so angry doing that. I didn't know why I was angry, but I understood that God was with me since that time. I never liked the idea. So we have thrones in families. Some are black thrones, they are locked in door. They are locked behind doors. And we believe that they are there to help us. They are never there to help us. They are there to destroy us. So there are physical thrones and there are spiritual thrones. So you get offended easily. 
Are you getting manipulated? It's only by those stones to destroy you. The Bible says in John 10 that, that Jesus said, the thief comes. Except, the, sorry, the thief that not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So don't think things are normal. I tell you, this world is not only the physical, it is also the spiritual. And the only time you can hide from the spiritual, which is the negative spiritual, is being in Christ. So isn't taking offense or being enticed for money is not just always normal. It's a ploy of the evil one to get us to lose our salvation. Amen. Amen. I've been telling my friends, I said, the devil takes care of this world like a poultry farmer having a, a poultry farm with chicken in it. If you escape and you come into Christ, he only watches out for you. You've left his poultry farm. He's looking for you. The day he will grab you outside there, out of Christ, and brings you, he will not keep in the poultry farm. He will slaughter you immediately. So you don't go out again. Yes. So these thrones are there to manipulate us so that we lose our salvation. That is, that is just the agenda. So don't think it is normal. Oh, they are, they are worrying me. They are troubling me. Let me go. Let, I'm going. If they, if they like, they should leave me. The next thing I want to talk about is dominion. Having dominion is also another form of authority. But this can be termed as territorial authority. So these things that the Bible mentioned have all jurisdictions. Some are higher than others. Domino, I said thrones are within families. But dominions are within territories. Amen. It's another form of authority. But this can be termed as territorial authority. The Oxford Dictionary puts it this way. Sovereignty or control. The territory of a sovereign or government. I don't know whether you're understanding me. So, so dominion goes higher. It's like, a, like the authority a government is given. The first one, I said thrones, I said it's just like authority given to chiefs. But now it goes beyond that. Like a, a government ruling a whole nation. That's what happens in the spiritual realm. Dominions are also forces of darkness that rule higher than, than thrones. There have been dominions in the world before, like the Agavin Dominion. But the latest was the British Empire and its dominions where Britain gave independence to certain countries. But they were still part of the colony. They behave as if they are leaving you. But when they let you go, they put certain things in place just to, to keep you within their territory. And the last of those countries that British left off was Canada. They were under them for some time before they let loose of them to go freely. It took some time before they were given full total independence. 
So that's what we call dominion. They behave as if they've given you some independence. But they still want to have control over your life. Also, when God created man, he gave him dominion over the animals and the birds, both in land and in the air and in the waters. Genesis 1, 26 to 28. And then some 8 and the verse 6 to 8 tells us that. So just as you have physical dominion, like I spoke about the Agavin dominion, I spoke about the British Empire dominion, we have spiritual dominions too. That try to rule human, human beings. They take charge of families and rule. So without placing yourself under Christ and his rule, what happens to you? You belong to their rule and authority. Anytime you live by anger or you live by being enticed to be given something that you think, oh, this thing is better than me going to church, you are only placing yourself under the rule of the dominions because I said it is government. It's government who make policies. They try, you see, all these policies governments make, it's not just for nothing. All of them, like I said, why is it wicked? It's targeted against a Christian. When we give them double, oh, they will leave church and come to work. And you think it's normal? It's not normal. It's not normal. At a point in my life, I was working, and I spoke to my boss. I said, look, Saturday and Sunday, I will not come to work. He said, why? I said, I'll go to church. I have, I have engagement with the church. And at the point, he understood me. God has a way of blessing the child of God. It doesn't take you to go for double salary over weekends to be blessed. No. Bible says the blessing of the Lord makes us rich and he has no sorrow to it. You are working 24-7 and you think it's the blessing of the Lord. You are adding sorrow to it because you don't have a rest. Amen. So dominions also rule families. And so when you are allowed to be enticed or to be offended or you allow something to be, that can take you out of the congregation, you are just placing yourself under the territorial dominion of that country or of that, uh, uh, what? Here we go. Let me say in Ghana, of that region or here of that state. That's what you are doing. He can, he's using that ability to be able to draw you away from fellowship. Amen. Amen. Please listen carefully to me. There's no vacuum in the spiritual realm. You either belong to God or you belong to Satan. Finish. That's all. You may say in your heart, no, I don't do this and I don't do that. It's a lie. If you are not in fellowship with God's people, if you are not leading the Christian life, then automatically you belong to Satan. Amen. Amen. According to the book, The Great Game, by Peter Hopkins, published by the Folio Society in 2010, at a point in the time, Russia consisted of dozens of principalities. Sorry, I've jumped. Sorry. The next thing I want to talk about is principalities. Principalities, we want to talk about principalities. 
according to the English narrative, we are talking about a region or sovereign nation headed by a prince or princess. Another authority, another rule in the spiritual realm. Or physically. A spiritual being, specifically in Christian analogy, the fifth level of angels rank above powers and below dominions. That's what principalities. And they also rule territories. Amen. Amen. And according to the book, The Great Game, by Peter Hopkins, published by Folio Society in 2010, at a point in time, Russia consisted of dozens of principalities which were frequently at war with one another. I'm just trying to describe what a principality is. Now, the Bible also talks about a principality in the book of Daniel. In Daniel chapter 10, verses 10 to 21, the Bible says God sent an angel to, to deliver a message to Daniel the first day he began to pray. He began to, he started fasting and praying. But when the angel was coming, the Bible said he was withstood by what? The, the prince of the kingdom of Persia. So we're talking about another authority that tries to resist the Christian from gaining what he must gain as a child of God or from doing what he must do as a child of God. So my sister, my brother sitting home, my sister, my brother uh, trying to, to, to accept what the nation or what the state is offering above Christianity for you and you think it's normal, it is not. It is the powers that are using authorities against us as children of God. And he said, but Michael, he said, until Michael, the archangel, came to his rescue. Amen. Amen. The angel told Daniel, when he came, that he was going to fight the prince of Persia. And when he has gone forth, the prince of Greece will come. When the devil came to tell Jesus, when he could not tempt him, Bible said he left for an opportune time. You think these things are normal? I want to say again, they are not normal. What makes you think that sitting at home and just listening online is normal? COVID has brought it. So we are accepting it that it is good. Because, that, you see, there's a saying that whatever you do for 21 days becomes a habit. Continuously. So we've stayed home and stayed home and stayed home and that's become a habit. That's why in the time of COVID, I made sure I went to church. I used my mask Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, I'm in church. I knew where I was coming from. I am... I am an ever 100% coming from a town, those who are ever listening to me, a town called Kliko. In Agosume. A very strong fetish town. And the Ekli on which the, the town was built is on my, on my land. I share wall with the Ekli. 
And so I understand the things I'm talking about. When I came into Christ, I understand. So I will not allow myself to fall under their rule anymore. I have decided. Even if I'll go hungry, even if I'll go poor, and I know it is their manipulations, I will still want to be with Christ in my poverty or in my hunger. Than trying to surrender my life to them. No. Because they have nothing good for me. This tells us that principalities rule nations. So every nation has a set of rules that they use to govern and rule. If we carefully watch, most of them are disguised against Christianity. Most of them are put in place and we do not have the liberty so that we don't have the liberty to serve God. My question again, why would they want to give double only on weekends? Why not on Friday? Because of another religion, that does what? Worship on Fridays. Why is the double not given on Friday? Why is it only given on Saturday and Sunday? Because Christianity is different. It's not any set of religion. All the religions we see in the world do not give life. So Satan doesn't care about them. It is only in Christianity that you have life and have it to the full. It's only in Christianity that you have life on this earth and have life in eternity. And there is somebody, there is an agent that does not want you to get there. Bible didn't just say for anything that we should not, we should, uh, not forget our fellowshiping together. God knows why he said that in the book of Hebrews. Because when we are together, a lot of things happen. When we are together, when we come to church and we are together, let me tell you one thing that happens. The blood of Jesus is sprinkled and we are washed together. The corporate anointing is released upon us. When we are scattered and we are home and we are everywhere, listening everywhere, it does not work like that. Let us try and come back together. God called us together. We must be together. Now let me talk a little bit about powers also. That's the fourth one. From the English dictionary, I saw the ability to coerce, influence, or control. Control or coercion, particularly legal or political jurisdiction, The people in charge of legal or political power, the government, an influential nation, company or other such body, an army or military force. In Christian angelology, the intermediate level of angels rank above archangels, but exact positions varies by classification. That's the meaning I got in dictionary. When we are using the word angels and archangels, we are not using the, the good angels and the good archangels. No! Satan was an archangel who fell. That is why when, when, when Michael met him at the body of Mo Moses, he could not rebuke him because they were of the same rank. So talking about angels and archangels here, 
We're talking about the negative forces of darkness. They classify themselves into certain positions. You see, Satan is not omnipresent. He's not omnipotent. So he has set these authorities and powers, principalities, as his agents all over the world. And by them, he's able to rule. And all these powers and authorities have only one agenda. Thrones, dominions, principalities, powers have only one agenda. And all, and that is to do what? To make sure we don't accept or understand the package of salvation. That's all. Either we don't accept it, or we accept it, and yet we don't understand it. Amen. Amen. Even if we are not, we accept to understand, the, the, their intention is to do what? Draw us back. Amen. Amen. So don't take things for granted. Don't take things for normal. Amen. Oh, we are not in normal times. Yes, we are not in normal times. But what has the Bible said? It said, don't forget your gathering Together. The enemy has used COVID to break churches. But yet Fridays, you see Muslim Russian, even in America, I've seen it. They are with speed going to the mosque. Is their God better than your God? Ask yourself. They still believe in their God. Who does not give life? And yet you, who has a God who gives life. You sit at home and call it normal? It is not normal. You have been manipulated in the spiritual realm. Other religions are eager, they are running to serve their God. And yet we Christians who have the giver of life we are talking about the giver of life. I want you to understand that this life we are living on this earth is not the end of life. Eternity is real. Eternity is real. We are going to move from here. This is a temporal place. We are going to move from here. We are going to live here one day and be with the Father. And that is all the devil doesn't want us to do because he's lost his position with God. He knows where he's going. And his intention that... Let me tell you one thing. Do you know, Lord, you are sitting here. Yeah. Do you know why the devil is against singers, especially uh, those who need praise and worship? No. Okay. From the study of Bible, Gabriel was a messenger. Yeah. Michael, people mentioned other... I haven't seen that one. Michael was a fighting archangel. But Lucifer was what? A worshiper. He was worshiping. The Bible said that he was created with all the instruments in him. Please notify me what time is up. Then what happened? When he became rebellious and fell, God never brought any archangel. 
God brought in human beings to come and worship him. So his intention is that I will make sure the God doesn't get the worship. I will make sure I get the worship. And so people, he is number one against people, worship leaders. His intention is just to get us off track and we shall not be able to stand our ground to worship our God. In eternal damnation or eternal death. Mm. If you live a place of protection, you can end up in eternal death. If you allow yourself to be enticed and leave the church, or let me put it this way, the kingdom, then you are risking life. In the book of Luke, the Bible says, now, it happened as they went that they entered a certain village. And a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his, his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving. She approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Matter, matter, you are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. What is your distraction? What is distracting you from fellowship with the Lord or with the brethren? Is it self centeredness? Is it work? Is it money? Is it association? Does this please the Lord? Mm -hmm. I want you to meditate on this. Amen. Amen. Shall we pray? Father, we lift up your chair before you this morning. Amen. Lord, we know that you know what has happened in the world. And we know that you have the antidote and the solution to all problems. Mm -hmm. I commit your children to your hands this morning as they listen to me. I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that you speak to their hearts. That you love us gathered together, and by that you are in our midst, and by that you protect us, and by that you keep us together. I pray that, Father, your church will come back and be united to you. That we shall not take it normal. That, oh, it's just for, for normal that we are home listening. But that we begin to meditate on what you said. To matter. That you are distracted by so many things. You are distracted by so many serving. Matter was serving you, yes. He was serving you the Lord when you visited the house. She welcomed you into the house. But instead of sitting to receive from you, she was trying to give to you. We are working and working and working yet not getting in it. I pray that your children begin to see that it's you who blesses. It will make it mixed rich. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.